Hi, and welcome to Rescuing Churches. If you love pastoral life, ministry, and church revitalization, this is a great place to join the discussion about why the local church matters, how we can help the ones that are in decline, and be an encouragement to their pastors along the way. We'll even get to hear stories from special guests about what God is doing in the church at large. This show is hosted by two guys who serve the local church and is for everyone within the local church. Thanks for tuning in today. Let's go. Welcome to 614's podcast called Rescuing Churches. I am not Joshua Givens, but I am Stan Givens, and I have my favorite and only firstborn son here with me, and his name is? Josh Givens. Josh Givens. That's right. And he is our communication. should let you do this hosting thing more often. You're so good at it. Oh, I know. I can it's see this. So I hear the sarcasm oozing out You're of killing it right now. <laughs> That's right. Killing I'm it. killing it right now. But he he is, I'm hosting today because once again, we're going to have a discussion on the graphics. You're ready to take another jab at me over there. I'm just going to leave it be, though. Cut his mic off, Mike. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it be. All right. And so actually the jab comes actually in the content of this one. Once again, we're going to talk about how my son has to enhance my sermons. They're I, didn't not, say, I didn't say that. They're not good one. enough. <laughs> <laughs> for people to gather the the information I guess, I guess to get the implied. get the truth to help your sermon has to have enhancements these days and uh the graphics that my son uses in our sanctuary the uh graphics around our sermon titles and even the ones he puts to to promote us online and all that very helpful. Um, and so we're going to talk today about how to do that. He's going to give you some very practical information. Um, and he's also going to kind of warn you about the, there's some warning tracks in here, even in your introduction to your podcast. Nope, not a podcast. This is a blog that I'm reading. It's a blog. Yes, I'm an old you're, man. You're I have a hard all time. The technical terms I am, down, right? I am. Like, see, like I said, we should just let you host I'm just going to go read my MySpace page and check my <laughs> Juno, Juno Gmail and we'll be good. <clears throat> so, so. But gr- good graphics really do help enhance a sermon. They bring organization and they, they help have memorable uh, points, help your points be memorable because you're touching more of the senses of a person when they're sitting in a sanctuary and they see graphics as well as hear the awesome messages of the pastor. Um, so, uh, but you have some warnings about the designer for the designers here, the p- people that help do that. And uh, one of those is not to get so into it that you're actually distracting from exactly. the truth. Exactly. So t- tell us a little bit about that before we look at your first main point here. Yeah, this is, again, all in the introduction of the blog. And I'm just going to touch on this real briefly because it's it's just real. J.D. Givens. Yeah, jdgivens.com. You can find this. It's the most recent blog post up on the site. Really, if your graphic itself or anything that you're designing for your pastor's sermon, whether it's a one-off or a sermon series like we do here at Northside Bible Church, where you are the lead pastor a lot, is you'll be in the middle of a series. And a lot of times that graphic can get, after a while, if you've been through it two or three, four times, people get used to it. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not as distracting. 
Um, but if the graphic get is too distracting, it, that's not what you're going for. Right. You don't want anything right. like that. So as a designer, you there is a balancing act there. And, you know, if you're not in the digital communications world, if you're just a pastor listening to this, that's not something you're thinking about at all. No. You just sent your notes off to your designer and yeah. said, hey, this do your thing. Yeah. On Friday evenings and Saturday evenings, when you call me to your little office back in your room there <laughs> and you want me to look at a font. Right. And tell me which font I like yep. best. Yep. I go, I don't care. What font do you think I work so hard on the, the sermon of the sermon? I'm working on the truth of the word of God. That's right. The font doesn't matter not to me even, at all. It's not even I know there are people out in the world that think that's ludicrous for me not to care about fonts. <laughs> it's not even registering yeah. in your brain. No. Now, I, I will say, I am in a group on Facebook. Oh, yeah. That live with for a the font. lot of people that care about fonts. A font-loving group, for sure. That's right. And ch- big shout-out to all my church communications shout people. shout-out to them, yeah. So you've got that aspect. And then there's another warning that you really should heed if you're designing graphics for your pastor's uh, sermons, which is don't get into any type of competition between your graphic and the content of the sermon itself. So don't let it be distracting, but you're not also trying to, you're you're not also trying to, for lack of a better way to say it, wow everybody with your design Uh skills uh to the point that that's all they see or care about, which can happen. Now there are some people that attend church, obviously who are not even going to register the design factor of the graphic, whether it's at Picasso level or kindergarten level, sure. yeah. it's not even going to register with them yeah, because they're, they're going to be focused on the pastor. And they're reading the screen. And they're, they're reading, reading the words if they need They're reading message. the notes or whatever is up there. But there are some people who are very visual by nature. That's they're right. very visually engaged with whatever's happening on that screen as it accompanies what the pastor yeah, is I saying. Mean, the truth is a bunch of people are actually visual learners. Exactly. They exactly. learn by what they're taking in through their eye gate. That's and right. So so the the slides, the PowerPoint, whatever you're using, needs to be such that it doesn't distract from the message but yes. enhances the message. That's right. And that's kind of what we're talking about. That's right. You give some good rules here to help us with that some elements to consider while crafting those uh, works of art that you do, yeah, the sermon series graphics. Don't let it be a competition, but design does still matter for yeah, excellent Excellence is really at the heart of this. Exactly, so exactly. The first thing you say is you need to contemplate your ultimate goal, and this is going to require you to communicate with uh, your pastor and maybe yeah. some others on staff. Imagine that. You have to talk to the yeah, pastor. Talk to the pastor. <laughs> so tell us, tell us what you're thinking there and what helps. Yeah, if... If you're actually going to take on the task and responsibility of designing a full-blown graphical template for a sermon series, which is what I do with a lot of your series, mm-hmm. this is more than just like, you know, one image. Um, this is an actual template that it's going to have a, a type of a design for the main title mm-hmm. of the sermon. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a slide that has room for notes, like bullet point notes. There's going to be a slide that looks a little bit different than the main slide that will be used for intersectional titles. Like yeah, for all you pastors out there that are about to just drive off the road, listen to this. <laughs> He's not talking about the PowerPoints that we used to do where you have a blue background. That's right. Dark blue background. That's right. 
with white or yellow letters. Oh, my gosh. And you no. alternate white or yellow so people can distinguish the bullet points. This is not what we're this talking about. This is a whole new level of, this is a whole different of enhancing the sermon. Sometimes there's a, a picture or an element or uh, I don't know if you call it clip art, but but they don't use clip art. So not even close to clip art. Head. Oh, my but, gosh. But, there, but there's there's – there's pictures on there. There's there's word art. Uh, you'll take words. You'll actually you'll actually create some beautiful ways to write the themes out, the topics, the section topics out. Yes, that goes back to your font selection yeah. and the the types of custom fonts that you're that you're looking for. And and a lot of those fonts you're downloading and they're custom downloaded from sites that will match the theme of the pastor's sermon. So for like just for a random example. This morning at Northside, yes. at our local church here, we uh, we had a you, one you of our, one of our, we had one of our own uh, guys, mm-hmm. uh, Stephen Matthews, preach, and he taught on the story of the woman at the well, mm-hmm. and he wanted to come at it from the angle of how Jesus breaks through barriers um, like gender and race and socioeconomic mm-hmm. status, and so when I wanted to find a font that would match that. I did a search for broken fonts, I believe is what I typed in. I either typed in that or breakthrough fonts. I can't I can't remember which. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, you get a million different results. And so I'll hit up several different websites. I've, broke, I've broken my font before. I just wanted you to know that. So <laughs> sur- I was waiting for some kind of cheesy joke. I had to have here. surgery, but is that like a dad? I'm, I'm okay now. Can I can I can I consider that as a dad joke? That's yeah, got to be a dad I, joke. It is. Okay. Yeah. That, that's a dad. That's a dad joke. Yeah. I'm not even gonna laugh. I think a lot of people broke their font. That's a dad joke. Yeah. But I found a great font that was called Breakout or Breakthrough or something mm-hmm. like that. I can't even remember mm-hmm. the name of it now. And custom installed it to my MacBook so that it fell into the design program I was using. And it, and it turned out great. I put a little shadow behind it, mm-hmm. a little bit of glow in PowerPoint, and it, and it worked out fantastic. He mm-hmm. loved it. I loved it. It was, it was a great look. Right. Our silent partner who runs the live feed was like, man, that looks cool. Mm-hmm. So, But if you're, if you're going to do all that kind of stuff, before you even get into that, because it's going to take a lot of time. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this stuff takes, it's an art form. You've got to communicate with the pastor and ask him, what's what are we actually trying to accomplish here? What's the purpose of the series? Do you have a central theme? What's the title of your series? Why did you choose that title? What are some of the main passages or verses you're going to be in? And then a really big one, is there any specific imagery that comes to your mind when you think of your series? Now, bear in mind, he the types of things your pastor may think are relevant imagery-wise may not always be what works best graphically. That's correct. Now, sometimes it could be. Sometimes mm-hmm. it could be. Sometimes it's very straightforward. You have a Christmas series coming up called The Cradle, Cross, and Crown. That's pretty straightforward right. in terms of imagery. The, the image you have for that is a In the cradle. title. Yeah, it's cradle, in the title itself. A cross and a crown. I can work with that. Yes. <laughs> so, But sometimes it's not as straightforward, and you have to do a little bit of interpretation. Correct. So, And then other questions you need to be asking when you're, for lack of a better phrase, interviewing your pastor you're, you need to ask him, are you going to want the congregation to see a combination of bulleted notes, sectional titles? This is what we were referencing a minute ago. So like I said, this may lead to having to design a full template set instead of just one image. And then lastly, how much social media promotion do you want done mm-hmm. for this? Because mm-hmm. that could mean I'm not just designing on-screen graphics like in PowerPoint. Right. Now I'm also do the other. I'm also designing things in different dimensions for Facebook, Twitter, mm-hmm. etc. So, yeah. And so those of you, those pastors of you, 
listening now you can you can sympathize and feel sorry for me because I get barraged with these questions on a regular basis. That's right. Because I have a really awesome communication guy that loves to enhance my sermons uh, with good media and good presentations. And if you'd like to see any of the types of graphics that we're talking about here, yeah. northsidemobile.org, hit up our messages tab and and almost all of the sermons, the, the sermon audio files are are cover layered with the the art for yeah. You'll that see the series. art the art of that series. Um, I'll tell you this too, and we've had a couple of pastors ask us for this recently. Um, you can you can email us check check us out and email us, and we will Josh will send you some examples um, so you can see what he's talking about. He'll send you examples from sermons that we've done here at Northside, uh, st- stuff that he's worked on for even other churches. So you you can begin to get a, an understanding of the elements. And if you really want to get some help from him doing this, I'll be happy to set you know, up. You're welcome to call yep. him Zoom Zoom yep. call Facetime. Be happy to set up some coaching. Yeah. Yeah, MySpace, whatever he's doing. So that'd be awesome. <clears throat> Please, no more MySpace. A little bit, little bit technical. So, <laughs> but it's really helpful to contemplate those the goal of where you're going. That's right. And by the way, pastors, it's really good for you to know that stuff. So don't be intimidated when you're yes some some young person in your church or some person's helping with the graphics wants to know all that. Get your get your act together and figure that stuff out. What That's is right. the point of the book we're studying? What's the purpose of it? What's the direction we're going? What's my purpose in reading and doing yeah. this book stuff. And a lot of times so. when the comms guy asks the pastor those questions, it helps the pastor too. Exactly. So. Exactly. Secondly, you suggest uh, that brainstorming sessions are good. You actually say brainstorming sessions are your friend. Yes, and they actually are. actually friends yes. is how you brainstorm. So yes. talk about what you do with that and the roundtables you get going with that. Yeah. Really, if you're, this is especially true if you're at a church where you have two or three or even just a whole staff um, of communications people. But even if it's just two or three of you, there is so much that can come from getting together with other like-minded creative people, whether the, and sometimes it might not even be people that are at your church. Um, Again, I'm in a communications group on Facebook and we bounce ideas off each other all the time. After, sometimes after I make a graphic, I'll shoot it out to three or four people that I, communicate with regularly in that group and say, Hey, what do you think of this? You know, before I show it to, to my mm-hmm, pastor, mm-hmm. before I show it to somebody else in the church, this is what I'm thinking of. And I'll get feedback. And sometimes it's, Hey, I don't care for that font, or I really don't like the way those col- those colors clash to me. And it could be something I'd miss by a mile. Right. Um, so it's really good if you've got, especially if you've got two or three drafts of your graphic, uh, for the sermon series, for the social media marketing you're doing, whatever it is, even if somebody that you're bouncing the idea off is not design savvy necessarily, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they might notice something that slipped right past you. Um, so, just, just like me with Cradle Cross and Crown. That's right. Hey, that's right. I caught one that wasn't good there. That was a very overly fancy C. Yes, it was. It yes, was a it C was. that didn't look like a C. It looked like a squirrely thing. <laughs> so that is true. In, I had in to the, change that. In the first draft of the Christmas series graphic that I made, the C didn't register visually as a C for you. Mm-hmm. You didn't see it right off the bat as a C. And we, I, we bounced around a couple of ideas. And this is a great example. 
We bounced around a couple of ideas, and then I actually bounced another uh, font off of a friend of mine who's in design, mm-hmm. and she recommended um, a type of font that where the bottom of the C would come up into mm-hmm. uh, the the lettering for for the all the the rest of the words because mm-hmm. we're using the C uh, since there's a triple alliteration there. We're using the C one C, one to, C cover to cover all of those words. And it, once it blended into that bottom piece and all came up and interlocked and connected, I was like, that's my nah, C right man. there. Yeah. That made little it, squiggly didn't work. Yep, that made it visually work right there. Yeah. Um, so that's a good example of a person who has no idea what he's talking about actually, you know, can't stand a bunch of that. I just looked at it and went, no, nope, that's not that's not, a, that's not going to fly. That's not a C. It's not going to Let's not do that. And, and if you want to see our imagery for the Cradle Cross and Crown series, again, northsidemobile.org. It's on the homepage there. Yeah, because we're coming it. into the Christmas season. We will be coming into December soon. So, yeah. and, and I would like to say in, in this brainstorming session, I'm thinking of pastors. We, we You've got several pastors you're helping them, oh, small yeah. churches, because they do their own graphics. Yep. But I'm thinking they can network through the same Facebook group you're in. If they hit you up on an email, you can link them to that Facebook group. Oh, yeah. They can also um, just look around in neighboring towns, even if it's 30, 40 miles or 30 or 40 miles away, an hour away from them. There's going to be a, a midsize or a larger church there that's doing graphics, you know, at its higher levels. Yeah, at, at, a, at a peak level. Yeah. And and. They could reach out to that graphics guy. Oh, yeah. Just say once a month. Yep. Can we sit down and just talk and you teach me some stuff? Show me some stuff. Can I send my stuff to you and you look at it and tell me what's dumb and what's not? Show me the the programs and the software that you're using. Churches need to be helping churches. And this is one of those places where, you know, if you've been in ministry like me, I'm 60 years old almost. Yep. Coming up real soon on 60. You know, I I don't know how to do a bunch of this. Right. But I know I can ask somebody and they'll help me. Exactly. Yeah. um, So please, in this brainstorming session. Yeah. You, you just may need to beat the bushes and go find a friend, but you don't have to do it by yourself. That's right. That's most right. most local high schools have a graphic design person teaching. They have a teacher that teaches graphic design. Uh, a lot of the business, a lot of local colleges too. If if you're in a college, community town, college, and all, they'll be there. But but in the local the local businesses that are very successful, there's going to be some marketing people oh, in yeah. town. Oh yeah, that are graphics design people. If you can figure out who that guy is, who makes the signs for half the town in the little tiny town, who's the guy that makes the signs? Well, the the owner of that company has paid a graphic design person to sit at a computer all day long, exactly. and crank those out. So you just need to buy them dinner once a month the design person and say, can you just help me with these PowerPoints? Exactly. Um, so yeah. there's a way to network those friendships. You just got to get out there and make them happen. One, one important note before we leave this section, don't exclude the pastor from your little brainstorming gatherings, whatever right. you do, always let him know he's welcome to chime in with his ideas. Right. The pastor is your friend. Right. Yeah. You just shut me down all the time, but that's, I'm, that's I'm just okay. saying, yeah, I mean, yeah. The pastor is your friend. Yeah, you just, yeah, I'm, I'm your dad, actually. And you go, no, dad, that's not going to, we're not going to do that. So, but you're the graphics guy. So, but I have to say this on the podcast. So, that's true. it all sound sounds right, good. That's it right. all sounds good. So, and then there, your third main point here is don't forget about your audience, the people who are going to see all of this. Yes. And they're the ones that are going to be looking at your designs for, you know, a 45 minute sermon. Every Sunday morning, and if you're in a series like we did, Timothy, from 
March all the way through last month. Oh yeah, yeah. You're, you're looking at the same the basic, same basic design, design. Yeah, for the whole which, season, which whole for year the first for you know month, two months, you know, was a great design. But after a while, it becomes redundant. Yeah. And there, there are ways you that exactly. you can, especially with the use of, and a lot of designers out there will know instantly what I'm talking about. Um, especially with the use of really good high res like PNG icons, um, you can spice up and change a sermon series template that you've designed Mm -hmm. by using some icons and jazz it up a little bit from what it was, you know, Mm -hmm. a month or two months ago, if your pastor is going to be in it for a long time. So that's one idea. Right. Right. So talk about this audience thing and how you, how you go about assessing what you got and the blend. I mean, we have a pretty strong blend here. Yeah, you really can't. I mean, we we do have a strong blend. Obviously, you can't predict, you know, if you're going to have like visitors that are just going to show up randomly at your church. So you may not be able to predict your exact audience on any given Sunday. But if you've been in your position at your church for a while as the communications person or the one handling the design responsibilities for sermon graphics, you should be pretty well acquainted by now with the type of people that attend your church on a regular basis. Like, are they traditional minded? Are they contemporary? Are they a blend? Like you mentioned a second ago, what are the age demographics and family structures? Like, do they have a lot of youth or millennials, you know, young, young people, all of this will factor into your, into your designs. So for example, a 65 year old blue collar congregant probably will not engage very well visually with something that's really edgy in terms of design. Like if you're going for a really edgy look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't use Bart Simpson. Yeah. I'm just saying yeah. <laughs> that's not going to resonate right. the same way that it would with like a 30 something millennial. Yeah. Okay. Now I will Spider- say Spider-Man doesn't appeal to now, the Now I will, I will say this. Mm-hmm. I, I have broken that rule on occasion, and here's a great example of it. We had a, a guest speaker one Sunday who preached on, um, and I'm trying to remember his sermon title now, but I used the font from, or it was at least very close to when I custom installed it, the Walking Dead font, mm-hmm. okay? And it and it was because the the guest speaker was making Vic, a Victor was our Victor Victor Herman mm-hmm. was making a reference to zombies. Mm-hmm. I mean that was literally in the mm-hmm. almost I think in the title of his message. Mm-hmm. But the Walking Dead font and look doesn't resonate with a certain generation at at our church. Right. Right. Now the millennials and the young people would have gotten it just like that instantly. Instantly. They're like, Oh my gosh, that's the font from the walking dead. That Mm -hmm. looks like the walking dead. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, there's zombies on the screen. Mm -hmm. It is the walking dead. Right. Right. And he's preaching about, you know, being dead before you, before you're saved, you're walking dead. Exactly. And it all went together. Great. Christ, but keep your demographics in mind. The reason that I was able to pull that off is because we are a blended congregation mm-hmm. and we had some people that would understand that and engage with it. And for the generation that doesn't, they're going to follow the notes anyway mm-hmm. and the handout and all that. So it works It works out great. You just have to keep your demographics in mind. Yeah, so that's our final, your final thought there is yep. to keep the demographics in mind. And then yep. uh, in your conclusion, you actually were saying um, that 
there's a lot more to all of this. Oh, tons. And I don't want our pastors, especially the pastors that are trying to do this multitasking. Don't feel overwhelmed. All this. Don't get overwhelmed. Don't with feel it. overwhelmed. You know, and if you can only do a blue background with white lettering this Sunday, just, make just that, stick with it. Make it good lettering. Pick the right font. Yeah. Some visuals are better sakes. than others. Yes. Yeah. Pick pick a good font. Um, check it out before your service. Go look at it and see. Yep. Kind of deal. Um but really, it does enhance the sermon, and we we are serving now uh, a visual generation. Man. Very, we are very screenagers. Visual. Everybody's got screens in front of them all the time, and everything needs to look sharp. It needs to look excellent, and so and, we would and, and we would encourage you to do that. This generation is very, very used to seeing, and it's not just young people. This generation is very used to seeing things that are well designed. I mean, you, you, you think about all of your Android products, your Apple products, your, your the, you know, I mean, everything that you see is well designed in terms of hardware and software and graphically and visually, the movies, I mean, everything. Right. So it's, it's all, the, you know, just getting up on a stage and, and, you know, and speaking, it helps to have something that enhances the point visually. You've been listening to Rescuing Churches, a discussion for the local church and its leaders. This show is brought to you by 614 Ministries. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at 614Rebuild and visit us online at 614ministries.org. Also, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Thanks for listening.